There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He's got it! The Tigers have won by a point! A kick out to the siren! They've gone bananas at the game! Richmond have won by a point! Lloyd has kicked the goal after the siren! Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to us. This is the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast. I am your host, the Super Coach Hawk, sitting here with my good mate, the big horse, Mickey Dell. How are you, buddy? Robbie, going well, brother. How are you? I'm hey, good. um, yeah, big week this week leading into finals. And uh, a couple of the calls that we made last week in regards to a particular Ruckman that sounds like Backs gone, may have played fairly well, and uh, we'll get into him later. But there's there's a couple of make or break decisions that we've got to make this week, which could very well be the difference between someone making finals, someone scraping into finals, or someone doing really well in finals. Yeah, and we're talking about round 19. And look, round 18 was a bit of a carnage round. There were quite a few players out. I reckon there was a lot of people out there did a bit of a delete app, those that used their trades a little bit too early. And look, we have to talk about it again. There's a few big outs and we'll get to those games, some which I question uh, their injuries and whether they are being rested against the Kingsley under-19 Eagles. Mm. Um, But we'll get into those as we go through it. We'll start talking about VC options captain options will definitely pat ourselves on the back as we go through surely people are subscribed by now if you haven't clicked subscribe that's where you would have seen us heavily gloating about our big calls that we made last week uh all over our tiktok socials threads instagram you name it we're on it all but the best place to watch us and listen to us is here on youtube so hopefully people are watching along if not hopefully you're driving safely in your car and listening along to us there mate your boys kick off the round the big bombers um, yeah, we how, have how are you feeling about them going against the uh, the Bulldogs? Surely the Bulldogs have to bounce back after last week. Yeah, not great. 
Uh, we were shit out last week. Geelong absolutely knocked the pants off us. But if there's anything to look forward to as an Essendon supporter is that we play well against Western Bulldogs at Marvel. We have knocked them off the last couple of times at Marvel. And I think with the week that we've had, I think we'll do it again. I think it'll be close, but I think we'll just get across the line. Uh, shout out to Lukey Beveridge uh, for punching the whiteboard and breaking his hand. <laughs> Hope you get well soon, mate. Some of us have done stupid shit in the past. Probably not that bad, but all in all, good luck on the recovery, mate. Yeah, Bailey Smith's back into the side for the Western Bulldogs. Uh, yeah. So is Josh Bruce, Oscar um, Baker getting back out on that wing as well, which will be interesting because I'm pretty sure they've kept Poulter on the side as well. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how that combination is going to work. Um, Nick, uh, Cox is an interesting one for the Bombers. Talk to me about Cox. Where's he been? I, from a non-Bombers fan and watching from the sidelines, he looks quite special to me when he came onto the scenes in his first year, but he just doesn't seem to get a game. Have you seen much, know much? What's yeah. going on in Bombers? He's been, he's been injured for the most part of this year. Uh, this will be his first senior game since round seven last year. So he's been battling hamstring and back issues for the, well, we could say nearly 18 months now. Uh, he's played pretty solidly in the VFL without setting the world on fire. Last week, he only played a half, racked up, I think it was 12 touches, looked fairly good in that halfback role. I expect him to play as a halfback slash wing again for Essendon this week. So if you're looking at your players that could potentially get your 15 touches for that multi, I'd probably steer clear of him purely because he hasn't had much of a run for, what, 18 months. They've held him out in the VFL last week, only played a half. It could be a sneaky chance at the sub vest for all we know at the moment. So, yeah, watch this space. But in regards to a VC option this week, Bontempelli has to scream out at you. I reckon he's going 130-plus against the Dons. This has got to be one of the toughest calls for people with their VCs, and I think it is for anyone who has Bulldogs in their teams. But being the Friday night game, you've got Bontempelli, great call, great shout. Mm -hmm. But you've got Team English. He's got a three-round average of 143, a five-round average of 132. You've got Tom Rattore, who's coming off a 149 last week, still sits there with a 115 three-round average and a 125-round average. It's a... I want to say a flip of the coin, but I've just named three players. So it's a little bit of a rock, paper, scissors and, and best of three. So, mate, I, I for me, it would be hard to go past Tim English um, or Bonton Pally would be the best two. Um, mm-hmm. I do see that uh, Phillips is back into the side for the Bombers. Yep. So that might counteract it a little bit. But, um, yeah, for someone who owns two, Bont or English, who's you got to make your call. I'm going to make you call it. Okay. I'll call English. I'm calling Bontempelli because I've got Bont. I don't have English, and it's it's killed me all year. Phillips is a good number two ruckman, probably one of the better number two ruckmans in the comp. But English is one of the top two ruckmen in the comp. He's good below his knees. He's good forward of centre, good with ball in hand. He runs hard. I think he's going to take Phillips for an absolute whirlwind. Both Bontempelli and English will score well. I also think Merritt will score well. I think against a Western Bulldogs side that, um, you know, doesn't tag anyone and Merritt can rack him up at will, him and uh, Darcy Parrish. I think with Parrish, he's still a bit a bit iffy for me, but Merritt's got the runs on the board this year to throw a VC on him as well if you've got him. 
Mate, I think that's a great shout. I think it's a great shout. For me, I'm actually going to be holding off a little bit longer this week. Um, I haven't quite made my decision, but I've got the ability to either hold all the way off till Dacos to put the VC on him against Port Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval. I've also contemplating, I know Dunkley's only just coming back into the side, but Dunkley against Geelong at the Gabba is a tough one for me to sort of look away from as well. I think Dunkley could uh, to fire up for a big game, and we know how big they are when they play at the Gabba at the same time. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so the doggies for me in this game, I think the doggies will play well and I think they've got finals in their sights. Uh, I think they've been playing too good a footy to not to finally get one go their way. Hmm. Um, my mob's going up against Richmond. Hawthorne, Richmond at the MCG. Uh, Richmond up and about, up and about, leading into uh, what they're trying to do. Can they sneak into finals footy? And I'm pretty confident they're going to get the job done against my boys. But what are you seeing from a super coach and a team standpoint in this game? Yeah, I think this will be a lot closer than what people expect it to be. Both teams play well at the G. Uh, Richmond aren't the team they once were. And without Nan Curvis, uh, Hawthorne could get a bit of an edge uh, when we're talking about through the mids. Hawthorne are known as the Ruck Killers. So Ivan Saldo being the number one Ruck at Richmond, I don't think he'll score that well. But again, a handy number two when you're talking about the second option Ruckman in the, in the uh, team. Hawthorne, I just don't think have enough firepower to match it with Richmond this week. Although with Sicily back, he did score pretty shit ass last week, but I think he'll bounce back. And according to the Supercoach app, they're predicting his three round average to be north of 130. So if you don't have him, either bring him in this week or wait a week, wait for his price to drop a little bit and then snag him before finals. Did you see the video that Kane Corns put up of Eddie Ford uh, giving a little bit of the counting of the stats in front of Sicily. Yep. I think it's an interesting one. I'm actually with Kane Corns on this one, which Kane Corns stated, mate, don't worry about counting your stats. Just worry about how shit your team is. Your team's doing nothing. Your team's getting smashed. The ball's not even in your forward line. Um, Sicily didn't even really have much of a chance to get the football. So yeah. I love seeing yeah. it from maybe a younger player. But, uh, yeah, maybe your team needs to do a little bit more before you start sledging. I'm going to play devil's advocate with that one. I love it. Why? Because the Kangaroos don't win much. And when you're talking about the little one, little wins, let Addy Mezda have his moment. He's playing a little bit of senior footy. He got one up on a far better player in James Sicily. I think it's good for the comp to take the piss a little bit. So good on you, Eddie Mazda. Get around it. Get a touch, get a win, mate. Haven't had a career win. That's what I say. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we move on. Any VCs? Would you touch this game? Any VCs nah. here? No, nah, leave this one alone. Uh, Will Day, mate, four tons in his last five games. Um, seems to keep producing. I think he's finding his niche a little bit more. He's understanding his role. I think he's going to be a big player of the future. And uh, for those that held on to him, he's pushed his average up to uh, a 96.3, which is quite healthy now for someone of his age and, yeah, and the way sure. that he's playing. Um, Carlton versus West Coast. And there's obviously a big out. They've called it a cork with uh, Paddy Cripps out with a cork. Adam Chera out with a hamstring. Mackay, we know, with a genuine injury with his knee. A um, little bit of resting here, mate, or, or do we have any concern as owners of those players? No. Nah. It's it's a shit time when you're talking about super coach and resting players coming into finals if you've got these players. But on the bright side, if you've got trades to play with and you're looking for people to bring in, I'll throw it to you. George Hewitt, 259K. I think he's a pretty good pod for this weekend. You've got Cripps, an inside mid that's out. You've got Chera, who's played well as a mid that's out. I think this week's a week where Walsh is going to go large. 
and I think Georgie Hewitt will get back to his piggy best. I reckon, and you've got to remember, Matt Kennedy's also out at the moment. So George Hewitt was, uh, what, 550-something K at the start of the year. He's lost his role. He's been in and out of the team with injury and concussion and what have you. But if he gets back to his best, he could well turn up. Yeah, I was a huge George Hewitt fan. He was actually one of those sort of PODs at the start of the year that I was yeah. looking at. Um, you're right. He's dropped 353K, um, mainly just due to opportunity, to be completely honest. And I think this is the chance for him to go back in that midfield and show what he's got. All the names and everything you mentioned, I won't repeat it. So if people have an ability to make a move now and, and sort of do something like that and they, they want to take a chance, I think he's someone that might not be too bad as well. So, yeah, watch him go large this week and um, – no better team to do it and put your hand up to be uh, to be recognised again than West Coast Eagles at the MCG. So do they still, with all those restings, do they go five 50-plus point wins in a row? Oh, it's wet toast. Uh, yes, comfortably. It's in Melbourne, oh, isn't it? It is in Melbourne. It is in Melbourne. It is, at, is that Marvel? It's indoors. So at least... Uh, the Eagles are only oh, going to get shot on by the weather cool. as well. So, yeah. yeah. We, we move on. Brisbane versus Geelong. What a ripper this should be. I already talked about it before. Josh Dunkley back into the side. They're playing at the Gabba. Get Geelong away from GMHBA and they're a slightly different side. Josh Dunkley back in. Uh, Zach Bailey out with a calf. Jared Lyons has been admitted. He's basically just filled in every time that Dunkley's been out. And uh, Devin Robinson moves to the sub. Uh, Mullen moves to being the sub for Geelong. No ins for them. It's an interesting one. I mean, this is the battle of probably the two teams of the best teams when they're playing at home. But uh, So this is in Brisbane. So I'm going to tip Brisbane just based on that fact. But what are you seeing out of this game? This has potential to be the match of the round, I think. it's It could go either way. I know Brisbane at Brisbane are really hard to beat, but Geelong are really clicking at the moment. It'll be a battle of the midfields. I think... Brisbane probably just have it a little bit over Geelong when you're looking at the likes of Dunkley coming back in. Bailey has come good of late, so that's an mm. underrated out for Brisbane. Absolutely. He's been playing really well. Uh, but when you're looking at Ford of centre, Hipwood, Danaher, who I still believe is the most selfish footballer in the AFL, so hopefully he fixes that. They've got to shut down Charlie Cameron, but then they've got so many other avenues to goal. Uh, Cam Rayner, Hugh McGluggage, these midfielders who are kicking goals as well. They've added extra strings to their bow. Whereas Geelong, if they don't get a score out of Jeremy Cameron or Tom Hawkins, then who are they getting it out of? Gary Rowan, maybe. Tyson Stengel's got a fire. I, I think Brisbane just in this one. Grime Myers on track to be the number one goal assist player of a season. It's a very big accolade. I'll never remember, I'll never forget, I should say, watching him play. And I, there was always a bit of something in him. And a mate and I were at Frio versus Geelong. And we and we said, oh, I really rate this Myers. There was a Geelong guy in front of us. It was a couple of years ago. And he goes, I hate him. He turns the ball over every time he gets the footy. And we're like, that's a bit harsh. He proceeded to turn the footy over about seven times that game. And I went, wow. But there was still something about him. Uh, it's very cool to see what he's doing. Does he break the Ackermanis record? Not this week, but I think he does, nah. yes. Um, he kicks like he's had six beers before he has a kick and sort of stumbles <laughs> as he kicks it. But yet he's got this uncanny ability to hit a lot of targets. So I, I hope he breaks a record. He seems like a real genuine person, looks like he's having fun playing footy. So he'll get there, It's whether it's, whether it's this week or next week. I think he'll get there, but... Yeah, away from home, Brisbane for me. 
Lockie Neal had a 63 in round eight. After that, he went on eight 100-plus games in a row, other than last week against Melbourne. He has a 75. Do you see him bouncing back with 100-plus in this game? Yes, I do. Yeah, I believe that Mark O'Connor will potentially go to Dunkley. Which will be interesting because normally Dunkley actually goes to somebody and plays a bit of a tag now at the same time as then getting off the chain. So that'll be interesting to see how that one works. O'Connor has done the job on Neil in the past as well. I I tend to think he's going to go to Neil only because then Dunkley will go to somebody else. But, um, yeah, good game to watch. Looking forward to it. Uh, We move on to Fremantle versus Sydney. And this is just a do-or-die game for both these teams. Um, It's here at Optus Stadium over in the West. Fremantle definitely have to bounce back after some of their poor performances lately. Sydney starting to get a bit more up and about and actually starting to talk a bit more about finals and finals being a possibility. Um, Having a quick look, the big out is obviously Sean Darcy at Fremantle. We know that Walker did his knee. Ace has done a quad. Uh, Banfield out with a knee and O'Driscoll out with a calf. Big ins for Sydney with uh, Lloyd and Chad Warner back in. Uh, Big ins still for Fremantles though. Hayden Young, Caleb Sarong. Um, they bring back uh, Fredericks as well. Thoughts on this game? Yeah, it's going to be tight as well. Luke Jackson back to being the number one ruck. I anticipate that he'll go north of 100 as well. So if you've got the trades and you need to replace Darcy, Jackson's one option, or you could bring him in forward as well. I think that's where it's going to be won and lost, Hickey versus Jackson. Hickey's good in the one-on-ones in the centre bounces, but Jackson's going to kill him around the ground. So if Sydney can get first use out of the middle, then it's Sydney's game to lose. Sarong's a big in. But when you're talking about a bigger body midfield, I think Luke Parker against the likes of Caleb Sarong, uh, Brayshaw, these sorts of players, I think he'll have a big day for Sydney. What's your thoughts on Kellen Mills? So obviously Kellen Mills was a massive talking point coming back from injury. His price dropped down to a, a very bottom about price for someone that a primo quality of Kellen Mills. Since he's sort of come back, there's been that 77. He had a 106 against Geelong. He had a 99 against Richmond and an 84. He's not quite lighting the world on fire, but uh, what are you seeing with Kellen Mills and those that own him, me being one of them? Frustrating. It's frustrating because you see that he's finding the ball, he's getting to good spots, and then he just disappears off the TV for 10 minutes and you don't know where he's gone. You look at the app and you're like, shit, is he on the bench? And he's not on the bench. Just Longmire's just thrown him to be that Mr. Fix-It. And I think he's probably suffered a little bit as a result of Sydney's injury crisis this year. Do I think that he will potentially be a 550K to 600K player again in his career? Yes. Do I think it's going to be this year? No. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He's nearly become a little bit of a Lockie Whitfield. When he has the footy, he's classy, but he just doesn't seem to be quite finding it as much as he used to. But I think you're right. I think he bounces back at some point. Does he continue to get a few tons? I think he might get a couple, but... I think he's going to be more hovering around that 85 to 95 mark for the rest of the year, but that's okay. Um, game of the round. Game of the round for me coming up is Port Adelaide v Collingwood at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, 1v2. Um, again, Adelaide Oval to just sort of make that differentiation a bit between the two teams. Um, but uh, I've just had a quick look. I was trying to have a look of who was in and out. There's some big outs there with uh, Jonas finally dropped again. Um, Mackenzie, Rioli, Dixon, Horn, Francis. There's some big ins for uh, Port Adelaide. The big one from a super coach standpoint is Collingwood having uh, Darcy Cameron back in the side. Thoughts here, mate? Have Port Adelaide brought Frankie Evans back in because he hasn't lost a game yet? <laughs> That's a good he's stat. 13, like he's 13 that. and 0 at the moment, yeah. Wow. I think Port Adelaide at home may bring home the chocolates this time. They were embarrassed at the MCG. Was it round two against Collingwood? They they smacked the pants off them. It was it was an annihilation. They made them look really second rate. I think now that they've hit form, it's at Port Adelaide, Saturday night. The crowd will be going off. We know how feral the Adelaide people are. I'm tipping at uh, Port Adelaide to win. You've got the teams in front of you there. Butters playing or not? Yeah, he's uh, he's not out, so he still must be in. Yeah, he's not listed okay. as out. Uh, Lord out, Williams out, Mead, Burn Jones, uh, Burgoyne, and Jonas are the only ones listed as out at the moment. Okay. Um, I wanted to have a sneaky look because I remember Nick Dacos. So Adelaide Oval against Adelaide is probably his lowest scoring game of the year. So against Adelaide, the Adelaide Oval, he only got a seventy-two. Um, interesting little fun fact. Probably means nothing. Um, I think Adelaide got the – did the Adelaide get the – that's the one where Collingwood came back strong at the end and just hit right the at the point. End. So yeah. that's right. So he had a weak game in that one. I think it was also one of the first games where he moved into the midfield uh, mm. when he was starting to find his feet a little bit. But, uh, yeah, Nick Dacos might find the VC for me if I hold out that long, which I can because GWS play the next day, which allows me to do the loophole. Do so, you remember when Port Adelaide played, played Collingwood and Lockie Jones went to Dacos? Yes. And, and it was a nothing. really loose tag and Dacos made him look stupid. Wasn't I that like very that early in – that was very but early in the year, wasn't it? It was round two. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when we're talking about these two teams, do Port Adelaide have a tagger like Adelaide do? Because Ben Keyes went to Dacos and did a really good job on him. So – yeah, I, I still think that he scores really well. And if Bontempelli doesn't come through with my VC, the C's on Dacos. Yeah, I, I reckon they just back themselves, Port Adelaide, their system at the moment. I don't think they really have anyone to be that lockdown. So I, I'll back him in for a big score as well. Um, mm. We'll definitely look to put the VC back on him. Um, we move into the Sunday games, GWS versus Gold Coast at Monica Oval. <laughs> Um, sorry about my dogs in the background. It's very professional, I know. Um, no major changes. Obviously, Nick Haynes has been named for GWS. That's a big in. Um, Flynn, people might get nervous with, but um, that's just an extended bench. Uh, 
No major changes for Gold Coast either to really speak about from a super coach standpoint. What do you see from these two teams going forward to finish out the year? It's a bit of a bit of a city v city that we don't care about football, isn't it? Kinda, yeah. When you're getting <laughs> eight thousand people to a home game in Greater Western Sydney, you know no one really gives a shit about it up there. So just move them to Tassie, make everyone happy. That needs uh, to hurry up, absolutely. Yeah, when we're talking about a super coach element, there are a couple of players that have popped up over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Ned Flanders from Gold Coast. He's got four tons, three tons, sorry, in the last four games and looking really, really good as that midfielder. Uh, Took Miller, he's back. He's only at 520-odd K, so it's the cheapest he's been for a long time, given that he's averaged over 120 the last couple of seasons. Look at him if you dare. Uh, Sam Taylor. I want to throw this to you, mate. 482K and last three games since returning from injury, 118, 117 and 130. He is in 0.4% of teams. Really nice pod and an ability to score really well as a defender. He's a ripper player and one player that I think's kind of not fully gone under the radar because everybody knows his quality, but kind of gone under the radar in the way of people haven't quite connected the dots of Sam Taylor's back and GWS has started winning games. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a massive into a side, probably doesn't get enough credit for the, the the quality that he has. It's a weird one. It's I think I remember doing a bit of a snippet of a video before about Darcy Moore and him starting to become super coach relevant. It was interesting to see players like this who you wouldn't have normally called super coach relevant in the past. They played the lockdown role. Yes, they maybe took some intercept marks. But they're actually finding ways, and I put him and Darcy Moore, so Sam Taylor and Darcy Moore in that same category, which is they can truly play that lockdown role and be super coach relevant. So for that kind of point, uh, 482 and the POD that you say, take a chance. I think they're starting to play those types of role. You don't have to rely on it being a, a McGovern type, a Sicily type, a, um, a Tom Stewart type that is third man up. You can actually find a couple of these lockdown defenders, even like a Harrison Harris Andrews, who's finding a way to score at the same time. Yeah. Uh, this week as well for Go- uh, not Gold Coast GWS. Let's uh, let's throw it to you. I want I want your opinion. Tom Green's out, looking like three week hammy. I see Canilio going as the inside mid, which suits him better, I think. So he'll still get his touches. Josh Kelly. He will go into Canilia's role as the the outside mid, so the ball will be given to him, and then his uh, ball use, especially by foot, is elite. 520, 530K, cheap, only in 4 to 5% of teams. Nice little pod if he stays injury-free on the run home. Toot, toot. I reckon get on him for sure. No, I think that's an absolutely great shout. Um, especially with Tom Green out. that That's the one that makes a difference. I think Canelio will go in. I think he'll start using the handball a bit more. The only concern is if Canelio starts getting hands on the footy, he starts doing that snap kick out of the pack, and he's been doing that a lot this year. Mm. And that's why a lot of people early on in the season were going, hold on, Canelio's getting 26, 27 touches, a few marks, a few tackles. Why is his score just hovering around 80 and 90s? It was because he was just snap kicking it out of the packs and people were intercepting that mark. So he had a lot of turnover possessions. Hopefully, hopefully he goes in, plays that Tom Green role, gives out that handball a little bit more and Josh Kelly be the Roy's Royce on the outside and uh, gets it forward. Absolutely. I'd jump on it now. I, I I was one of those players who had coaches who had Josh Kelly round one 
Um, and he obviously did his hemi. And then it's quite painful watching him come back and put up some of the numbers he has. But look, mm. I think the game against Hawthorne was a little blip in the radar with Finn McGuinness just doing what Finn McGuinness does. I think Josh Mc, I think Josh Kelly goes back to getting a stack of points this week. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, two games to go, my friend. We have uh, Melbourne versus Adelaide at the MCG. I think this lines up to be another absolute ripper of a game. You talked heavily about Gorn and what that looks like. Um, mate, you had a good start. I'll say the ins and outs and I'll let you uh, reveal it. Obviously, the big out for Adelaide is Rory Laird with his shoulder, uh, Josh Rochelle with his suspension, uh, Michael Aney's getting managed. Um, Matt Crouch looks like being the one coming in for Rory Laird. From a Melbourne standpoint, the ins are Tomlinson, Hibbard, Lowry, Grundy, Chandler with Hippie, uh, with Harrison Petty and Spargo out. Obviously, that's extended benches. But what have you heard coming out of Melbourne, mate? So coming out of Melbourne, we've heard exclusively here at the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast that Grundy will play twos on the weekend and that Gorn will be the lone ruck again. So if you've got your trades, bang him in. Against Adelaide too, against Riley O'Brien, I think he'll go mega large as he did against Oscar McInerney. Just go your hardest on him. I think he's going to come home really well. And for as long as he keeps playing well and Melbourne keep playing well, it's been shown even though Maxi Gorn's come out and gone, yep, we want to try and make this work. It's known now in the AFL community that Grundy's not a forward and those two can't coexist for them to be a premiership team. So... If Melbourne keep winning, Gorn keeps throwing up big games. Like last week, he had 29 touches, 38 tu- uh, thirty-eight hit outs, seven tackles, a goal, 216 points, was it? Like, what, what do you do? That, like, that's, that's insane. You can't bring yeah. Grundy in if he's doing that week in, week out. No, and I think, I think your second point's the most important one there, mate, which is saying even if Grundy does happen to find his way back into the side, I don't think Gorn's numbers actually change now. So if they're deciding to bring Grundy back in, they think he can fill that forward role with a little bit of a pinch hit in the ruck. Mm-hmm. Gorn is now their ruck. I mean, you listen to his press conference after, he's basically saying, you know what? I had a crack. I gave it a go. I'm not a forward. You know, in no in no different terms is what he was saying. He did say he wants to try and make it work between the two of them, but that's Grundy needing to go back work out how to be a forward and see if he can slot in at that spot as the backup ruck. So, mate, I reckon, especially anyone out there who has Sean Darcy, you cannot go wrong with a sideways move to Maxi Gorn. I think Maxi Gorn's going to go bang. I reckon there's even some people out there who are sitting with either Marshall or Briggs at the moment going, if I've got some trades up my sleeve, I'm even looking at bringing in Max Gorn right now as well too. So if you've got Sean Darcy who's out this week and you need to look at another ruck, an extra 13K is all it takes to bring in Maxi Gorn. Yeah, locking in. Yeah. And I think with Marshall and Briggs as well, I think if you've got the trades, you make the move. You bring Gorn in. He's just got that uber premium high ceiling that like, not many Ruckman have. So it's it's him and English. They're the, the two ones, two Ruckman in the comp that will just blow the pants off and be the difference between you winning and losing a game potentially. I give it the standard squeeze, seal of approval, mate. Max Gorn, bring him in. Lock it in. I like it. Very good. Very good. Uh, last game to wrap it up. Sounds like an absolute rip snorter. St Kilda versus North Melbourne at Marvel Stadium. Surely, surely St Kilda have to find a way to get the job done here 
and start to show that they are possibly finals relevant again. Um, Bytel, Higgins, Billings. Billings seems to be the most lost, forgotten footballer. Like, that guy was quality. Uh, Tom Campbell. Uh, Wardlaw out with a hamstring. Very disappointing. He looks like an absolute jet moving forward. Zerhar out with an ankle. Coleman Gones with a bit of uh, concussion. Phillips is back in. Goldie's back in. Greenwood's back in. Surely St Kilda have to put a score on the board and show their offensive abilities. I think this is going to be closer than what people think. St Kilda, yeah, St Kilda are shocking when it comes to putting up huge numbers to blow out teams. And the Kangaroos aren't terrible at Etihad either. Like, they should have beaten Sydney. They've given other teams a run, Essendon. They've given them a run for their money at Marvel. If there's going to be an upset this week, it's the Kangaroos knocking off St Kilda. Yeah, like I actually don't mind their list. I actually thought they'd put up a much better showing against Hawthorne. They were really disappointing against Hawthorne. Um, They were lucky not to be down by seven, eight goals at quarter time. They kicked a couple to start the second. And then other than that, it was just absolute one-way traffic against a team that's, you know, in a rebuilding phase just like they are. But... Um, yeah, I don't. I still don't mind their list. I think they've got some interesting decisions to make at the end of this year. They've got some young players that they can get excited about, which is good to see. Um, there's a lot of talk around. Have you heard the talk around them possibly getting a priority pick, even though they're not going to finish bottom? Yep. What's your yep, thoughts I on have. that? No, I don't like it. Don't like it, especially when you've got your number one ruckman in Goldstein and you're resting him. Uh, you can you can almost see that they're playing this week to win it by bringing Goldstein. Uh, Greenwood, these sorts of players in. So, no, nah, don't like it. Don't rate it. Don't give it to them. They've, they've got a, a up-and-coming list and they'll yep. build through the draft again. But I don't believe they need extra concessional picks to assist them to get back to where they want to be. So, no. No, good shout, mate. So let's have a little bit of a quick snapshot look, mate. Who are you looking at for your... VC standouts early on in this round, and then who's your possible captaincy backups? Yeah, Bontempelli for me. If you've got English VC on English, but I don't, so it's VC on Bontempelli. Uh, I did some research on Goulden as well as a VC option. He is forecasted to average 138 over the next three weeks. So if you've got him, bring him in, slap a VC on him, see how you go. But my C will definitely be Nick Dacos. Port Adelaide do not have a tagger to go with him, and he will rack them up at will. I have a feeling that I'm going to go, I'm going to wait and wait and wait. So I actually reckon I'm going to put the VC on Dacos on the Saturday night game, considering that I have the Briggs and Madden combination thing that I can do on Sunday with the with the loophole if I need to. Um, and then for me, I'll look at Melbourne versus Adelaide on whether I go maybe a Christian Petrarca or um, a Jordan Dawson in that game from a wide open MCG game. Um, just because I just, I'd, I love Dunkley, but I'm just unsure with him just coming back against Geelong. I like Goulden, but it's on the same time as Dacos. So I'm pretty happy to go with Dacos over Goulden. Mm-hmm. Um, Liberatore, I think, is just too much of a risk when I've got other options that I could possibly go with. Taranto versus Hawthorne, I don't mind that, but Finn McGuinness has to sort of go to somebody. So, um, yeah, for me, that's that's kind of my play at the moment. One thing before I go to you for some final words, mate, I'm just having a little look at the most traded out, most traded in. 
seems like there's a few people listening to us, Debit. Um, Briggs Marshall is sitting there on the number two and three most traded out players. Rory Laird sitting at the top, which obviously makes sense. Um, and Paddy Cripps as well, uh, with Maxi Gorn being that possible option for people to come in for those rucks. So I think a few people are looking at that sideways move. Um, but yeah, final words from you, mate, before we uh, sign out. Get on the standard squeeze, guys. Use the Insight code, Insight15, for 15% off all the good gear, courtesy of the blokes at the standard squeeze. Get around them. And also shout out to Snap Fitness, Epsom and Bendigo, sorry. Mark and Emma, great team. Free childcare, love it. It's fantastic there. Absolutely. Support those who support us. Uh, the more you get on, the more we get the love from them, which is fantastic. The more we get to give out gifts and goodies to you guys. So jump on, check them out. It's been an absolute ripper. We're moving into crunch time. Make the right decisions. Don't delete apps. Stay strong. Don't use those trades unless you really, really need to because I can see a few players getting rested, a few people getting suspended, and a few injuries to finish out this year. We move on. We do have one more midfield uh, standard squeeze six that we're about to get into as well, mate. So make sure everybody looks out for that. Uh, make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms. Subscribe if you haven't. Until next time, this has been the Inside Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 